I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He wanted to go home, and we dragged him to Scarborough first. Don't even start. What, you think this is my fault? I couldn't believe it. I don't know. I, I'm trying to make him stop. I don't understand. What the hell's going on, Jack? You can't put us in danger like this again. Not recommended. Warranty void if imploded. Who wants to be in charge? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Maybe you just don't understand how it works. I just saw you turn invisible, and then you ran. It's called tactical advantage. I guess that, that didn't go quite as, quite as good as we we had hoped it would go, but we're all alive. And then he looks down at Elster's lifeless body there on the ground. Oh. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is season two, episode 67, Cut Down the Size. MVP this week goes to Heather, who commented on our Instagram post, saying that she listens with her son, Jake, and that they both love the show. Apparently, they have their very own Dice Shame jar with a clay dragon on top. I love this so much. Thanks for listening, Heather and Jake. You are both this week's MVP. Thanks, guys. All right, should we play some D&D? Yeah, let's do it. You know, it's funny. No, you don't want fruitcake at Christmas because you've got all these other delicious desserts mm. waiting for you. And then there's that fruitcake that comes that stays in the package. Yeah, there's other stuff I want at Christmas. Speak for yourself. But if you asked me right now, because I don't have any sweets in the house, do you want this fruitcake? I'd say absolutely. Yes. I feel oh, like wow. You don't have any. You don't have any. So you like it. You just wouldn't go for it over Probably other the things. the last thing. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> Christmas sweet? Oh. That's a good question. I like those little gingerbread that Grandma Ma always makes. Those tiny mm. little gingerbread the guys. The tinier, the better. They're Carlin very... always makes legions of tiny gingerbread. Yeah. Mints. Also, those tiny little Christmas white chocolate mints. Those are very nostalgic for me. I think my favorite Christmas cookie is is uh, sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no one said they had to be no, that's sweet. Perfect. <laughs> hey, you could pinwheel those. That's yeah. I, I like tricky. a savory treat. I, you know what? I would go for a ham tart. I'm with you. I could pick a savory Christmas treat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but, a ham tart. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. You heard of a fruitcake? <laughs> this is a ham tart. <laughs> I don't know. A ham tart is like I in my in my mind. There were two things that jumped to mind. 
uh, a ham tart and once we introduced savory things which is just a little tart flaky pastry thing with some like <laughs> some prairie shit right there ham salad thing inside it and baked so it's it's like a savory <laughs> little treat thing it's delicious i am and then the ham other one tarts I, and fruit cake our family only calls pink cake and it's like a cherry ice cake thing but i i don't, I don't have a recipe for it good. it's a i don't know i like that Hold Pink on. cake sounds delightful. It's really good. Rewind to ham let's, tart. Let's revisit. Is it the- just a piece of like what's the content? <laughs> so is it like is it flaked ham or suspended is it like- in jelly? Is-, is it like a sausage? It's like roll? a Chunk? flaked ham seasoned with some stuff. It's it's like a it's like a meat pie except very small and it and okay. but it's in tart size so it's salty. Is it like pinkish in color? It's like a spam tart. This is prairie stuff. This is this to yeah. me is like it's. I'm in Alberta now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's, I'm getting like a very monocolored spread here. Pink cake, ham tart. You have to name this episode ham tarts and fruit cakes. I will. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll try and it. they're delicious. I'll try and find a, a picture of one at some point. All my ham tart googles cakes. are way too fancy for what Rob is describing. Yeah, these are. This is. Oh, I thought no, you were like say. ham and Gruyere puff pastry. No, there's no cheese yeah. in it. It's more like a like it, it's like a flaked Ooh. ham. It sounds like spam. Yeah. Must be real. It yeah, you're like not a wrong. It's 100 percent a canned a ham experience. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, uh, like a binding agent of some kind. Well, spam doesn't eat it. You know what? I've never made it myself. <laughs> I've only ever consumed it, and so I don't really know what goes into it. I just sort of sometimes put out into the universe. You know, I'd really love a ham tart around Christmas, and then. <laughs> Sometimes I'm imagining uh, those frozen tart shells with just loose pieces of cubed ham. No, it's not. Set in well, there. that's why I asked. Was it like I thought it was like in my mind it was like suspended in jelly. You know what I mean? Ew. Like cubed ham suspended uh, in like. So I, apparently, there's cream of mushroom soup involved. Of course, some, it is. Like, okay, now I'm ham. on board. Bring it. Last yeah. time I went up to visit my mom in Ottawa, I put it out into the universe. You know, if it, if you don't feel like making them. No big deal, but if you ever did want to make something, a ham tart would be great. And she sent me. You have me, to whisper it into the right ear. But uh, so she sent me a recipe. This is a family thing, obviously. You didn't just be like, "Hey, if you feel like it, make this random." No, thing. no, no. It, it's the ham fairy. It's just been a. I don't know. It's a thing since forever. So it, I, I know it involves canned ham, mushroom soup, and tender flake. It is canned pastry. Mm lard whatever we went for breakfast at this fancy schmancy uh restaurant it was like really really nice we sat on this little patio and it it had on the menu eggs benedict yum with a toasted ham something or other and anyways it comes out it was really really good but it was definitely a slice of uh spam, spam. and i'm like yeah so you go to this like fancy schmancy restaurant and they still give you a slice of spam although hey, that was the first time is- having it Incredible. Spam is good. Incredible. When you like (laughs) sear it or whatever. Yeah. Incredible. It's really good. That's great. Yeah. We should all make a ham tart this Christmas season. (laughs) Just interpret it however you like. I don't know how much I'd enjoy it, but I'll try it. That's all you need is lard. Lard soup and canned (laughs) ham and something delicious comes out the other side of it. Welcome to the prairies. I don't know what to tell you. I I look forward to the Dyson Christmas party. Step three is question mark. I'm in. We all bring something. But you just said you don't like... Well, this started because you don't like fruitcake. I want to make one and maybe I'll like this one. Again, I've only ever really had like those ones where it's just like, here's a rectangle in like plastic wrap. And I've never been like won over by them. I've never been like, damn, I want another one. One. I've been you like soak them in mm. booze and wrap them in lard, right? The, the, there's yeah, like, sewage. Yeah, it, it seems like it a. 
like a um, a Christmas pudding, except it's a cake instead of. Uh, yeah. Now I love a Christmas pudding. Right, oh, it's like all a, about the pud. I I mean, but to me, yeah, it's a, it's it's dried fruit that's no longer dried because it's all moist from alcohol or whatever in some sort of dough and mm. usually a sauce like a cream sauce or you know an alcohol-based sauce on it is just a 10 it's funny that we're talking about food though because i was thinking about this you know we were all talking about uh the foods that we eat before game night you said oh you game night pizza or whatever. Mm. and there's been this running theme of game night sushi yeah it, it just all... happened that way for sure yeah last yeah. week <laughs> And I was thinking about this, and I know it's not really commonplace to like, was like invent how dare you? a role. <laughs> Fucking jealous. But I was, I was thinking, <laughs> if you had to invent a role for each character in Dice Shame, like right, one six what would it be? A one. <laughs> and, and the one that came to mind immediately was Stone Crab for Doran, right? Oh, like, Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Snow Crab? Oh, crab sure. explosion okay. no, roll. Wait, no, there is some sort of Stone Crab, isn't there? There's a rock crab. I think, are you thinking of rock lobster? <laughs> Just crab. Are you thinking of rock lobster? There's <laughs> <laughs> like a Paul, like uh, a fake crab. No, there's like, no, Stone Crab. <laughs> no, there is a Stone Crab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of that a lot of that crab filling is fake crab. It's called Pollock. Pollock. Right? No, no, yeah. but not in our rule. So, but Doran's rule is a stone crab, 100%, mm-hmm. right? But isn't that funny, though, how you were talking about it? But Doran's a fake crab. Mm-hmm. What would everyone else's be? What would mm. your sushi roll be? What would your character's sushi roll be? Yeah. It's a Doran's great, stone great crab. No. Dynamite roll, you know, with a, <laughs> oh. with a tail hanging out of my he- my head still. Why tail? Or like the shrimp tail hanging out of my nostril or something. <laughs> but, but why? But how is? Is that like a? Dra- is it a dragon <laughs> roll? Got like a? Well, dragon. But you I said dynamite. Depends. But also, how does that? Regardless, how does that equate? I'm to I'm imagine Doran? because of Doran's beard always just kind of Being aggregating things. Oh, because Being of Doran's weird. tail. <laughs> because Doran has a hidden tail. He's got a shrimp tail. He doesn't have a butthole. He has a tail. Because he's a shrimp. I get it. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna make a joke about, you know, red. Be, being some sort of cat-filled sushi. <laughs> That's not really fair. Cat catfish? <laughs> no, catfish. catfish. Cat-filled Deep-fried sushi. catfish sushi. Oh, cat- very Black southern. catfish. Uh, wow, Louisiana sushi. I yeah. Don't know. But I mean, if you could put anything in it. <laughs> I'm sure I, it's been done. Red roe in it. Oh, good. I'm not sure if it's a sushi roll, but in my mind, I, there's got to be some pun around like a fresh roll with that like wrapping around it in a scroll of magic somehow that you can uh-huh. make for Jack. Okay. There's got to be. Yeah. All see? Right. I dig that. A magic a sushi roll. Sushi scroll. Yeah. Like yeah. The, um, it's a magic the... hand roll. Yeah. It's, it's of course a magic, a magic hand roll. Yes. You're 100% right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel so good about You've thinking about that. The mage hand roll. <laughs> I feel there so validated right now. <laughs> And Mari's Perfection. just a couple. Well, Mari, of water. I mean, there's blue. If you like, it could be like blue crab or some sort of like bluefin tuna. And Mari's, Mari's just a, it's a, just a series of um, it's a soup, <laughs> seaweed, it's just, seaweed, it's seaweed, seaweed salad, roll. and then sashimi on the side. <laughs> there's no rice. I don't know. No, it could be something cold. <laughs> just a, just a bowl of water. Doran's like the, the tempura fried sweet potato. <laughs> When uh, Doran is tempura, I don't know why it yeah. just feels right. <laughs> Doran, <laughs> Doran is a big bowl of tempura, uh-huh. <laughs> just the crunchy bits. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, oh, this is great. I love fish, and he's eating like a big chunk of eggplant or something, and he's like, this is great. Spicy tempura. You ever get that tempura of veggies? Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> no, you know what? Mari's would have to have some sort of like, 
like wet like <laughs> there's gotta be some sort roll. of like oh like, like a noki mushroom or something where like <laughs> she always roll. talks about her wet oh, hair God. you know what i mean like some sort of like thing well, like, in the center in my head and i imagine like a vegetable explosion roll where you have the julienne uh cucumbers all through it like the yeah mm-hmm. like a julienne there you go yeah it would probably it's be like a veggie blue. roll because she's a dirty hippie Dying so blue yeah it would be vegetarian that's true yeah, yeah. Want to hurt anybody. a little seaweed salad in there somehow i don't know oh 100 percent. there is there is seaweed salad through Fuck. everything you cannot escape it there is so much seaweed one of those in finger bowls to wash your fingers in just because there's water <laughs> wait did we decide what reds was you just said row no cat. i figured it's, it's, just row. it's cat in a sushi catfish. it's um, he's, he is catfish with a bunch of fries on the side he is he is not ew. at the sushi restaurant he's left sushi. yeah <laughs> i'm a chicken wing He's one of those appetizers that you get at the sushi restaurant where you're like, hmm, I'm not your specialty. <laughs> oh, he's a sushi pizza. Red is a sushi oh, pizza. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That does work. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because the D&D cookbook has tabaxi flavors as... Yes. They have the tabaxi chicken wings. Which is dusted with... Garam masala. Garam masala. They're very good. And weirdly enough, when I ate it, I was kind of like... Okay, I kind of get you know Mastica, and you got kind of like the, the different vibe, where you think of Waterdeep is kind of more you know. So potatoes you know what's funny? Um, <laughs> I was looking for steak seasoning at at one point, and I ended up using garam masala. Mm. Really, really good for yeah. a steak seasoning. Would be really good. good. Like very, very interesting, and I, it gave yes. me that. It gave me that same effect that you're that you're thinking mastican steak you know it's sort of like how we, so you're eating a cat it's not as normal application mm-hmm. yeah you know? no it's really really good so i'd have something like that it's gotta be i cool. see but uh, now i'm stuck trying to find the corn dish that could have no ears for red Ooh, oh, I like that'd that be fun too. something earless although all the art of red just negates that they're like hey. everybody's like yeah i know you described that but fuck you 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 don't get to yeah, decide they, what we think your character fucking ears we're the audience <laughs> I don't care what you say. You know what? I don't mind. He's got oh, ears and Jack's mean. a fucking Chad. I learned about the the Ginger Jack agenda recently. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which makes total sense to me. Does it? I don't know. Does it? Yeah, because we all hate Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whoa. Oh, so I'm kidding. Oh. I'm teasing. I think, Harlan, you're the closest him. to being I'm ginger yourself. I'm the closest to real life ginger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have red night hair. And also, you know, red oh, I yeah. love No, I mean, it's Definitely just stupid to, to hate somebody because of the color of the hair. I just think it's... It's a trope, yeah, and I thought wow. it was really funny. For Jack, we'll make an exception. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I was. I, I was just thinking as a, a Kappa, because Kappa is like a, a Japanese, um, like it's a it's like a frog turtle. It's like a it's a a fertile. Uh, it's, it's a it's like a water water what? water demon thingy. Sure, oh, Kappa yeah. sounds like you're describing um, a fertile Koopa. Tr- Koopa Troopa? Chupacabra? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Chupacabra>? <laughs> the, the Koopa dudes are based on Kappa. That's, yeah. that's a true fact. Well, there you go. Koopa? You know, what the fuck are we talking about? We're talking about Super Mario. Koopas? I feel like we've lost it here. Regardless, yeah. fruitcake. You know what reminds me a lot of Super Mario? Dungeons and Dragons. What? Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, how though? <laughs> lay, lay it out for me. Well, you're like on this adventure fighting do, creatures, do, 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 throwing fireballs with your brothers they've gone down the little tunnel the tube and now they're in the underdark i mean i i like it's an activity you do with your brother that one seemed good to me i i buy that oh that's very wholesome 
Um, Not what I said, but I love it. <laughs> no, I'm Mari. Oh, <laughs> Mari. Oh. oh, and then we've got the three Luigi's. <laughs> Mario. Jack is definitely Luigi. a Luigi. <laughs> and the guy sitting in the cloud with the camera falling. You guys. Are yes. Oh, that's true. And when we fall off the ledge, you go and you pick us up with the fishing mm-hmm. rod and put us back yeah. on the edge. <laughs> Although sometimes you're just like fall. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. it. Good luck, losers. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, fruitcake. Shall let's, we do this? Let's do this. Let's do right. it. It's our safe word, fruitcake. Fruitcake. <laughs> ha- ham tart fruitcake. <laughs> those those cake. are so different. So I'm going to make a fruitcake that's fruit studded cake. with ham. <laughs> As the last of the water from Mari's maelstrom sluices from the stone bridge into the lava far below and turns into jets of steam... Hand-sized chunks of broken, sparkling rock that were once at the Vortex's epicenter slow their spinning and come to a rest. The bodies of four cultists and a wormling lie slain on the tunnel's pathway, leaking blood onto the stone. Poor Elister Noggins, the gnome you'd rescued from the stone giant Thane who'd recently come close to endearing himself to you, his broken body is gently thawing on the ground between Mari and Doran. And in and amongst all of this carnage, the effects of Jack's spells are still popping off like fireworks. Jack, all over your body, as the mage armor that you had cast on yourself starts to revolt against the fabric of the magic, turns into the image of worms crawling all around you and into your skin. A cloud of tiny dragons are flying around this cavern, screaming about the silver dragon Clarion's stolen warmling. And then they fall from the sky, hitting these dull plunks on the stone as they turn into pieces of Elister Noggins writhing, trying to fit themselves back together. And finally, what was once an illusory wall of stone turns into a pillar of flames as you see an image of Dazon, the illusionist from the Ten Towns. His screams echo in this vast chamber. You hear him say, What they would do to an illusionist today, Jack, they may as well do to a noble half-elf tomorrow. He turns into ash in front of your eyes. Jack's leaning against the cave, trying to, like, keep himself together, half hiding around a corner from his own illusions that are wildly going out of control, whispering to himself, I don't know why they're doing this. It's not, doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Red walks over from across the little passageway. What the hell's going on, Jack? What the hell is going on? I don't know. I, I'm trying to make him stop. Just give me a minute. I, I got to think through it. They're not... The magic isn't working normally. I don't, I don't know if it's something to do with this cave or, or what. Yeah. Okay, okay. You, 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 you figure it out. Take a minute. And Red walks down the hall to where Alistair fell, and he kind of just kneels for a second. God damn. Oh. Don't even start. What? Mari's still sitting there against the wall and the cultist leader is still at her feet. She's just kind of pulled herself back, but she hasn't gotten up. And she's like, don't even start 
okay? Wherever you were, I just saw you turn invisible and then you ran. And all of this happened and now this, and there's just the weird sort of haze of Jack's kind of flailing magic everywhere that's sort of settling around them. And she just what? shoots what, him. You think this is my fault? What do you mean? I t- I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying that. I pulled what back because I use a bow, Mari. I went invisible because I. That's. Well, I because I could do that now. And uh, it gave me advantage on, on attacking. I was trying that's to protect everyone. Great. That's very good. I'm glad that you have such an advantage with this now. I'm glad that you're fine. Look, I get that you're pissed off, but don't take it out on me, okay? This is what happens when you engage in battle with people, and Red turns to Doran, when you are clearly outmatched and you don't have time to prepare, when you go half-cocked on, on attacking someone without talking first, Doran, you hothead. And, and Doran, as you're saying this, he, before you started saying this, comes around the corner looking proud that, you know, we defeated these, these guys. But uh, as he's hearing you speak these words, you see, you see the worry return to his eyes you see sort of the shame and instead of proud standing strong dwarf you you see almost one that might have crumbled on the inside a bit if we had taken a damn second if you could have kept your damn axe in in its holster then we could have talked about this and and maybe come back and, and got the drop on them which is what i was trying to do mari get the drop on them it's called tactical advantage. We could have walked away. There was no reason. I guess that, that didn't go quite as, quite as good as we had, we, had, we had hoped it would go, but we're all alive. And then he looks down at Elster's lifeless body there on the ground. I mean, oh, you're right. You're right. It was my hothead. It was that damn Clarion. I can't believe... I just... I couldn't believe it. I, I, I can't believe that people would... People would worship such a such a foul beast. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand people. I don't understand anything these days. Well, we're never going to understand because they're all dead now, all right? Is that we've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish and now we're here, all right? All right, take it easy. Can't you tell he feels bad enough? Look, I'm sorry. I didn't run away, okay? I... I, I got a tactical advantage i'm sorry it looked like that i apologize i i get that you you felt abandoned but we're not abandoning you mari look we're, we're here now okay we, we made it through doran's right and then doran sees the cult leader that's lying in front of you mari and he sees the cudgel in his hands and he looks at your face and he sees the injuries that you sustained and doran rushes over to you and he and he gets down to his knees and he starts wiping your wounds. I can't do it anymore. I can't I can't I can't put us in danger like this again. I, okay, alright. Yeah, Mari just kinda just kind of lets Doran do that for a second and then kind of pushes his hand away gently because she's not really in the mood of having anybody that close to her at this point and she kind of sort starts to stand up. She sort of shakily stands up and she has a piece of Elister Noggin in her pocket and she doesn't know what to do with. Jack, you've been quiet this whole time. Yeah, as as a minute passes and, and the effects of his spells wear off and, and things come back to an equilibrium, he sort of keeps a hand on the wall and, and walks down the, the steps of the corridor back, back towards everybody, um, a little shaky, 
we probably don't want to hang around here then, do we? No, let's check the bodies at least. Red walks over, kicks the dead body at Murray's feet, and starts searching it. Maybe these assholes had something of value at least. You guys want to search these bodies? Yeah, might as well. Mari's not. She's going to stand back. And and Doran doesn't either. He walks ahead and he looks down the hallway and listens. On the cult leader, you find a ring, a magic ring. This silver ring curls around a jagged piece of white howlite and is etched with the appearance of dragon scales. Ooh. He also has a letter on him. Oh. Ah, this one's got a letter here, Red says. Says, uh, Norix, the tunnels and caverns around the dwarven settlement of Scarborough are believed to host a clutch of the great worm's eggs. Perhaps as many as four in total. Damn. Uh, Find them and bring them safely to Parnast. And it's signed Ada Tenebris. That mean anything to you, Jack? And he, like, holds it up. I don't recognize the name, uh... Doran would be familiar with the town of Parnast. It is in the southern oh. reaches of the Grey Peaks. Jack has probably also heard tell. It's a pretty small town. And on one of the more lowly cultists, you find a bag. It is a beat-up black leather messenger bag stitched with gray and white embroidery on the front flap and pockets. Oh, Red walks over. There's a nice bag here. He picks it up and starts rooting through it. <laughs> yeah. Rooting, yeah. It's, uh, it's strangely familiar in your hands, Red, as you open the, the front flap to reveal the, the largest compartment. Your hand goes like way down deep into the bag. Hey, it's another bag of holding. Whoa. Yep. Hey. You got inside a coin purse holding 55 gold. There's 15 days of rations. Some bedrolls and tents, a worn book, a velvet pouch, some odds and ends. Holy hell. Red looks at the one he's wearing. I'm just I'm just picturing a, a red now with two bags of holding me like this goes <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. One on he's each side. I got two <laughs> bags of holding now. This is brilliant. He's like a bike. Bye, losers. Could you put the bag of holding into a bag of holding? Nope. No. Oh god. I know Not that recommended. Much. It will mm-hmm. implode. Oh, really? Yeah, you open up a portal to another dimension. Yeah. And Neat. you lose all your shit. It's always been my last ditch uh, des- decision. That should be like stitched on the tag on the outside. Of yeah. The, on yeah. every bag. There is a warning tag on yeah. the Do not remove yeah. this. Do not wash with light colors. Do not put inside yeah. a similar bag of holding yeah. or the world will implode. The way that like a mattress has yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. customer. Yeah. Warranty void if. <laughs> or devoid of imploded. Red looks at the nice, shiny, clean new one and the like the dirty, stinky, stained one he's got. And he's like, ah, this one matches my eyes. Like the one with the red. And he's like, but I guess I already kind of used this one. I got familiar with it. Who wants to be in charge of this bag? And Red walks back over, actually. And he's like, and you know, I mean, look, I know I'm not the most organized, but if someone else wants to be in charge of... uh the gold or something like that. I got enough shit in here anyway that's random in mine, like a jawbone, and he starts looking through his bag, and he's kind of like, chickens lots everywhere. of chickens. Uh, if you want to start fresh in that one is the group's bag, I'm fine. It's up to you. <laughs> and then Red walks over to Mar, and he's like, uh, maybe uh, you, you should take this. He's kind of like awkward after being yelled at. Sure. She, she takes it and 
She uses her non-dominant hand, which is probably a problem because her other one's been bashed in with a club. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Mari, how many hit points do you have? 30-something? Okay. Uh, I have 39 out of 93. Mari sort of walks over to Jack, who's, I guess, still standing there. Yeah. Also also bleeding out. Did he get injured? Oh, yeah. He's at 46 out of 70, so he got... I can't remember exactly what it was that... I lost 20 hit points as well. I think everyone got hit pretty hard. I don't get why Mary's giving him such a shit time. Honestly. I got fucked up. Jack kind of did the worst. Jack didn't do shit Yeah, but it wasn't Jack's fault. For sure. I killed at least a few of these things from being far away. Right. But none of you are like talking to Jack about like, so where was the magic missile, buddy? Like, where the... Hey, wizard. For Mari, like, this is the most like physical fight she's been in like the most sort of direct everything else has always been like people at a distance or like a a giant's thrown a rock at her or something and this is the first time that she's really just had somebody just fucking go to town on her mm-hmm. Mari walks over to jack what's what's going on um i did everything the same it like down every every gesture every movement textbook perfect and it didn't do what it's done every other time I've cast those spells before. And that's... I don't know what to do about that. It, it didn't work. Well, it's not that it didn't do anything. It just didn't do the same thing it's always done. And I don't know why. And then he looks down at his hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I don't something it just it just it feels it feels wrong it feels wrong in the air and i don't know what it is but yeah the spells i recognize them or at least what you were trying to do but and she sort of like looks at jack's hand and she kind of takes one gingerly though they have like the the scars on them Mm -hmm. if i did a medicine check does it does she still feel that same sort of weird change you're confident that your healing abilities aren't going to change these marks on jack's hands they feel permanent Mm mm-hmm yeah, because she sort of sees them and there's this this deep knowledge inside of her that even, no matter how hard she kind of would try to push that magic through, it would just slide off. Hubris written all over a wizard's hands. That's what that is. Um. Red approaches behind Doran and just sort of like looks to where he's looking. He's like, anyone up ahead? And, you know, they're a good like 50 feet away from the other two as they're talking. Roll finish. No. Just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Ah! You see anything, Doran? You know what, Red? Doran stares up into the the dark tunnel. I don't know what's come over me, but I don't I don't know if I can do this for much longer. Hey. Hey, 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 don't start talking like that. Look, Mari was just pissed off. Uh, she has every right to be. She's she's angry. It's the first real scrape face to face. She's just throwing words everywhere and the getting hit with some collateral damage it's not about you and me honestly it's it's about her and she's not wrong for feeling it well you're right but at the same time I you know when I was when I was hacking at the giants at Deadstone Cleft it felt like I mean I enjoyed it but I guess I didn't think twice about it and now when I'm hacking up these men you think that maybe I'd feel some remorse or feel some I don't know some sort of discomfort or (laughs) anything 
but you know what? And he looks right at Red and he looks you in the eye and he says, I really liked it. Look, Doran. You're treading on my arc a little bit, bud. But that's okay. <laughs> God <laughs> Look, damn. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of Venn diagram. Red's a little bit of a cold blooded killer too, but that's okay. <clears throat> I'm just teasing. Um, oh, I did. You, did you say that? <laughs> Doran. Look, snap out of it. Y- y- we need you, okay? I hear you. You're right. You're a cold-blooded killer. You- you- you're enjoying taking down these cultists. And Red almost says like in a hushed voice to Doran. But you know, sometimes maybe we need that. Okay? Look, I'm not saying we start chopping up innocence. I'm not saying that you don't question some bad calls that maybe you've made. We're going to need you. We need people like you, and frankly, people like me, that sometimes are willing to make the tougher calls. Like these other two might have walked by these five cultists. And then where would we be in a month? This dragon egg popping open and a whole new clarion wormling to deal with? Have your doubts, but don't lose who you are. We need that. We got a big task on our plate. We got to be tough. Well, Red... And Doran looks back up the dark passageway and he says, You know, you don't run into dragon-loving cultists when you don't go out looking for them. Uh, And Doran starts to walk up the dark passage. Mari, do you want to go see if your Tempest left anything on the bridge after it petered out? (sighs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I... Oh, I thought that spell would work better. I thought we could just go and we could leave. And she starts walking over there. And she's like, I thought I thought it would stop them. I thought we could just leave. And then it just, I don't know. Everything, everything kind of went wrong. On the bridge lit by this distant glow of lava, you see these shards of stone. Looks like stone anyway. Hmm. Okay, so if I did one thing, that egg didn't make it out of the uh, out of the whirlpool. No, at least not in one piece. Jack kneels down and scoops up the pieces of this dragon's egg and, and lays out the portable hole and, and puts them in it just to just in case we might need petrified dragon egg later. Definitely, it's they almost look like you know when you open a geode and there's like yeah a fossil inside. It's kind of like that. You can almost discern places where there would have been like dragon bones this oh this funky embryo i guess yeah yeah but everything looks crystalline and quartz a drag embryo <laughs> <laughs> that's good stupid good joke um mari just sort of picks up a piece and slips that in her pocket and then remembers Again, the horrible, cold realization that there is a piece of Elister Noggin in her pocket. Do we want to keep the whole egg together? In which case, it could definitely go in, in Mari's new funky bag. I think yes. Scoop it into the bag. I think that might be cool. a good idea. She pops open the, the bag, which she's just kind of been carrying. She hasn't like actually done anything with it yet. And she sort of lets Jack kind of chuck all of the egg in there. She's like, I'll organize it later at some point. And then she throws her own bag in there. And Jack has this moment of realization yeah. going, oh no, Mari's the new red. <laughs> How is this better? 
Chuck a piece of dragon people. egg. Do you, every piece is carefully cataloged up here and wrapped in. It's one of the few things I think I know how to do left is preserve a find from the field. Mm-hmm. She pulls a she pulls a piece <laughs> of like bag. like a large like piece of fabric out of her bag like a scarf or something and she puts the dragon egg pieces in that yeah. and ties yeah, it yeah. like in a in a knot at the top so it's in at least in <sighs> one thing seeing that jack is about to lose his mind there, there's there's a deep <laughs> sigh of like something finally makes sense in the world oh thank goodness thank lathander yes Ooh. and she she goes and she folds it into this little like fabric package and, purely uh, based on jack's gently. eye roll though mm-hmm. just to be crystal yes, clear yes. Yep. there was a, yeah, there was a sigh like, maybe too <laughs> yeah she she knows she's she's seen the inside of it's like when Red's your friend bag. comes over and they see like the state of your closet or whatever and you're like fine i guess <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> you're like don't tell anyone how i live <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then she sort of tosses her own bag just in there for now so you've got this piece of a gnome with you are you, what are you guys going to do with the rest of him? Just leave him here? Is the ground loose enough to dig a hole? Right here, it's pretty rocky, but further on, like you can definitely find a, a shallow bit of dirt. Jack moves through the tunnel till he finds a, a place of, of softer earth. Um, and it's it's honestly the simplest trick. It should It should absolutely be within his power. And with that flick of the wrist where the earth is supposed to move, a picture of a hole appears. But it's definitely not a hole. Red like walks over and it's just a picture and he taps it and he's like, Oh, right. Hey, don't worry about it, bud. What are you trying to do? What are you digging a hole for? I thought we'd put Elister somewhere and I just wasn't even... And Red turns to Mari as she's walking back and he's like, Well, can we bring him back? Or well, what? what's the deal? I... And she just sort of standing there looking at this pile of chunks in this image of a hole in the ground i am i like to imagine my head it's like a like a piece of paper with like a poorly scribbled like a child's drawing of a hole on it with like yeah. an arrow pointing says hole <laughs> yeah i'm imagining like an acme like uh roadrunner type guy. yeah 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 one of those drawn it's, holes it's in the ground that looks 3d from one angle Chalk, and you turn yeah. around to the other angle and it's just a weird, <laughs> that's pretty just good. a weird shape. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's stretched up the wall. Not only are you impotent, but your illusions are also inadequate. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a wave of a hand. Sometimes it, it gets away from you. Doran comes back down. So can we bring him back or what? I can. I can. In, in theory, I can. Okay, so we don't have to bury him then. Should we collect his pieces or? I, uh, I don't need all of him. I just need a little bit, and I have that. So, wherever if we can go somewhere quiet, I I can I can try I can try I can try to bring him back if that's what we want to do. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, why don't you leave uh, Doran and I to clean up this mess? And he gestures to Elister and the dead bodies. You two head a few feet ahead down the tunnel, make sure it's safe, and we'll catch up. And it's at that point when you turn around and Doran's already standing now back in the in the room where you guys are all standing. Sound good, Doran? He listens to the end of that conversation. And he looks at Red and he looks at Mari. And then he looks at Jack and he says, I don't know about anybody you, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we should be bringing anything back from the dead. He's a poor, poor little guy that lost his life and 
I'll take full responsibility on that, but you know, things that die, die. It's un, it's unnatural. That's excellent. Well thought out. Thank Inspiration. You. Yes. I never and and red red is like genuinely taken aback. And like he like Oh. Oh shit, you you're right. I I I didn't even think about that. This isn't the work of some cursed shield. This is Mari. And Alistair doesn't deserve this death. He he wanted to go home and we dragged him to Scarborough first. This is all on us. If there's an option for him to have a nice life back, I think we risk it. Jack. I, 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 I'm not saying you, you're wrong. Uh, Alistair didn't deserve to die. I mean, not many people that die do, but Doran's got a great point. I mean, Kraloth came back from the dead and, you know, he despised what he became so much that he ended up deciding to end his own life anyway. I mean, what if Alistair doesn't want to come back? Mari's kind of listening to this because obviously she doesn't know Kraloft and she doesn't know much of this story. Just call him Kraloft. Because she hasn't listened to the back. <laughs> Kraloft? Kraloft? What? Kraloft? I don't know. The funniest part of that is you mispronounce She doesn't even know Kraloft. So... She hasn't listened to the back catalog, <laughs> no, it's okay? Great. It's like, There's like, it's like so Kraloft. I did that on purpose. Who's even Not like Kraloft? Like Kraloft. Like Kraloft. I, yeah. No T. I, I like know Anthony. No, it's really funny. The worst part is that I know this, but I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm taking the role of the Alex getting the name. No, it's perfect. It's really funny because it's like exactly in character i don't know if Alistair wants to come back but i know that he probably didn't want to die and we led him down here this magic brings him back as he was this is not a version of him or any sort of ethereal other it just brings back him as his own his own internal self and he can make that call then. Well, if he makes that call, then he kills himself again? Well, I don't know. He can go fight some more dragon cultists, I guess. Have you ever even done this before? And there's this split second where, like, all these emotions kind of cross her face, and then she just goes, like, stone. She's like, no. I haven't done it before. I've seen it done, but I haven't done it before. And Doran pipes up and says, well, I'll tell you one thing. If I die, don't bring me back. Whoa. Why, Doran? Duh. I... Because I know that when I die, I'm going off to the great place with the dwarves, man. This is, uh... This is something that all, all dwarves know. And I don't want to be wasting another minute with some magic spell that's going to help me live for a few more years in this miserable world. I mean, have you looked around lately? There's giants everywhere. Okay, look, look, I hear you, Doran, and and Jack, you, you must hear Doran too. And Mari, what if what if Alistair felt the way Doran feels right now? What if Alistair felt that his time was his time regardless of how? I mean, there are implications here that we should consider. I mean, I, I've been traveling with Doran for months now, and I, this is the first I've heard that he wouldn't want to be brought back. Yeah, well. Maybe Alistair was the same way. Mari isn't a necromancer. She's not going to force a body back to life. How dare you even imply that? And maybe you just don't understand how it works. I don't think she could force Alistair back alive if he wanted to. But if Alistair wants another chance, that's their choice. It's true. 
This this magic well, doesn't work if he doesn't want to come back. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's definitely really? Dorn and I not understanding. Thanks, guys. Sorry. I mean, we're, yeah, that makes we're not a whole hell, hell of a difference, actually. Yeah, I mean, sorry. We're just trying to figure out what he'd want. We'll, we'll do our You know, if, when you say it like that. Ugh. Red Leg walks past them and goes to pick up the bodies. Anyway, we'll we'll do our work, and you guys do go up ahead, and we'll just get rid of these bodies here. And I feel like Doran like joins him. And he's like, "How? I mean, we didn't know. I, I thought you made a good point, Doran. I genuinely thought that was a good point." Well, thanks. Kraloth came back wrong. Me and hell. They just had to say he wouldn't be Kraloth. How do we know the creepy little dude is even you know lawful? That's what good? I'm saying. You know, Mari always had her doubts. I don't know why they feel like they. I had my doubts too. It seems like a bit of a change. In, but you know what? Hey, to each their own. I think they need this right now. They yeah, seem to be yeah, really. Yeah. You know, the two of them are acting a little fiery. Then. Oh, no. get, get hit a little bit. Yeah, you can't take a hit. I mean, welcome to adventuring life. You know what? You know what I want to ask? Her? I want to ask how many fucking times she went down. Oh, did you go down, yeah. Mario? Oh no. Well, guess what? We've all fucking been down like three times. God, take a fucking healing potions and walk it off, Jack. He's never held a sword before. Ninety-three hit points over here. You know, God. Even his mage hand holds a sword wrong. Anyway, help, help me with his feet. <laughs> it's amazing. Both of you get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're away. <laughs> Who doesn't oh, have it? That was so I fucking love... good. <laughs> we all have inspiration now. I know, but I just want to keep giving it. Do but something yeah, no, good uh, then. Doran and Red, we, have, yeah, <laughs> we, we, I imagine we throw the dragon cultists and sort of any evidence and Alistair into the magma sure, just sure, to sure. get rid of the... Yeah, into the magma. Cool. And then after a few minutes, we head back down the tunnel and catch up with Mari and Jack. As they, yeah. <laughs> They're muttering away, just like <laughs> yeah. marshals. Jesus Christ. Thing is, oh, I'll just hide off in the, I'll just hide off there, invisible, shooting arrows from a distance. <laughs> Stupid tactical logic. It's bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, I'll just get up in his face and start, what? you know, I mean, but hits. he does, it's not like, but <laughs> they're, they're not nearly as it's not like it's not a thing Jack hasn't done every time yeah Jack's like oh well yeah I mean I'm mad at him too but not for that reason and I can't agree with you because then I'd condemn myself and so I'm just gonna try and redirect you but not succeed yeah so while Red and Doran are disposing of these cultist bodies Jack and Mari you're what scouting ahead but they're Mari realizes that the the form of the archer is still sort of on her shoulder and she kind of like looks at it and pulls at it almost and it's weird how it feels and she closes her eyes for a minute and in a quick flash the cape is gone and it is now formed into this shimmering goblet of stars in her hand that she's now holding and she's now using the form of the starry form of the chalice and she she looks at Jack and she he looks beat up and she feels beat up and she pours a little bit of the shimmering like glittering incorporeal liquid from that into her hand and it all ripples outwards onto both her and Jack and uh, it's all healing magic. The starlight heals the bruises and, and takes some of the cuts away. Jack's eyes go a little wide. That's incredible. How much do you heal him for? You do this while Red and Doran are disposing of the bodies. Yes. You heal yourselves Just up. a little bit of private healing. Uh, awesome. Uh, Jack gets 19 hit points back. Whoa. And Mari gets 24. I feel like a few moments later you see Red and Doran walking back over. Dusting your hands. Dusting our hands off. And we kind of <laughs> stop in front of you guys. And Red just like eyes you both up and down. Very 
very clearly aware of what just happened. He's like, all right, okay, let's keep going. And he like heads up, still wounded. Like he took 20 damage in the last fight. Like he's himself like, you know, bandaging himself up. He's like, you know. Did, how many, did you take any damage to him? Uh, yeah, I, I took 20 points of damage. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, you know what? Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, but I mean, for someone giving me hassle about, you know, being invisible. And then we like muddle off. Red will remember this. Yeah, it's like one of that that moment in video games. Red will remember your actions. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It takes Jack to perfectly full hit points. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, oh, you're all up. Jack's back up to. Yeah, it, it was exactly the right amount to have like no no cuts, no bruises, no you know frozen bits anymore. You don't even feel tired anymore. Cool. So you guys head off down the tunnel. <laughs> Once again, to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Amanda Kitchener, Amy Garza, Anne, Atholagoth, Cecil Lee Wilson, Jerry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Casey, DS, Dippity, Elizabeth H, Flynn, Gareth Bradshaw, Haley, Haley again, Harper the Marks, Indrid Hartley, Jekyll, JD, Joy Robinson, Jory, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Lita J, Lizzie Demon, Lorelai Feldman, Matilda Rushing, Melinda Curley, Moon, Melissa, Merlin, Sam C, Regan, Ren, Ruth Ann Reed, Scotty, S-Ray 96, Tony Pepperoni, Xander Morning Dove, Zephyrus, and Zach House. Woo! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.